Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Yo, 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 welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast. We are hyped today, good people. Let me tell you why. As excited as you were to watch the draft over this past uh, few days, we are even more excited to break down who went where, why they went there, whether or not we think it's going to be a good fit. Also, there's been quite a few things that have gone on within the fantasy football world within the last week that we feel is going to have a bit of an impact on the fantasy outlook. We can't wait to hop into it. As always, I'm your favorite fantasy football fiend, Zay. I always got my guys with me. First up, my guy, Young Vander. Holla at the people, Young Vander. Fantasy things. What's going on out there? And my guy, little bro Joe. How did the people, bro Joe? What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? All right, Fantasy Fiend family. Let's go ahead and hop right into this thing with your news. And now your fantasy news. We're going to get to our rapid reactions as far as this week's draft was concerned. And man, there are several reactions uh, from the immediate to the now that I've calmed down. This is kind of how I feel. Um, but we definitely going to hop right into that after we get done with your news. So um, there's several things that that are worthy of looking at right now as far as news is concerned right now we have mr one trey lance getting first team reps which is obvious because jimmy g is probably still recovering from that surgery but um all things are a go looks like even if jimmy g doesn't end up end up with a new home for trey lance to be the guy a couple of fifth year options were picked up or declined you had tj hawkinson's fifth year option was picked up you had the fifth year option of daniel jones that was declined you had the fifth year option of kyler murray picked up we had a signing in denver melvin gordon rejoins the denver broncos on a one-year deal young vander i know you were the first one to speak out on this one i still kind of see javante as being one of those breakout worthy running backs this year but you kind of felt like gordon was going to kind of throw a little bit of water on that fire most definitely i think we got to wait another year everyone was waiting for Javante to make the move, you know, coming into it, I definitely seen Gordon going to another team and I was having Javante finishing top five this year, but I think that has been put on hold now. I mean, we're talking about Melvin Gordon, a running back. He's not an old guy. So he's not like some guy that's over 30 and just hanging around the league. I mean, both of these guys had the same amount of carries last year, mm. straight down the middle. A lot of people don't know. I mean, Melvin Gordon finished 15 out of all the running backs in the league with fantasy points. So the production was there enough for him to maintain his role. I don't see them to kind of have any at all. I think it'd be the same thing. Um, 
It's just a sour taste because this I thought this is Javante's opportunity to take off and just go. But the Broncos have seemed to hold them up for one more year. It should be I think it'd be another 50-50 split. At worst, 55-45 at worst, but Melvin Gordon is still in the mix. Still a very much capable back. So we'll kind of have to see how that works out. Now, one thing about it, Melvin Gordon does get those kind of ticky-tack injuries. So just barring, you know, what happens in the foreseeable future, there still is a distinct possibility that, you know, circumstances may work itself out where Javante Williams is still that dude that we kind of went into the year thinking about. Bro, Joe, I know you have some thoughts as far as Daniel Jones were concerned. Kind of the tea leaves are, are being read at this point with his option not being picked up. Was this just one of the those, okay, we're not going to pick up the option for our purposes as a front office, or are we looking at the last year of Daniel Jones being the starting quarterback for the Giants, barring some significant improvement in his output this year? Yeah, with Daniel Jones, I think it's just a make or break year for him. Likely with all the talent, everything going the way that it is for next year's draft, if they do have any type of horrible season, they're in the top 10. I honestly see that he's gone. I do love all the pieces they put around him. He's, he should be highly successful, knock on wood, depending on how well he assimilates to this new offense. He has all the weapons around him at this point. Do you think they did enough on the offensive line that he and Saquon won't be, you know, in danger from start to finish of, of getting hurt or getting ran off the field by these defensive linemen? Well, last year, they went ahead and got them a guard to go on the offensive line. And this year, they followed up with a tackle. They're looking at it to where, I don't know what they're going to do with Nate Soldier. I don't think they even kept them this year. But I like the, the guard they drafted. And now, like I said, they're showing it up now with getting Neil over there. I like, I like both of those picks. They did enough. They didn't do the best they could have done. In my opinion, um, I, I like if, that. I, I like that. Yeah. yeah if, I mean, how many times have you see a team get two lottery selections in two top seven picks? That is. And we all know that tackle is one of those positions that, hey, this guy can be on your team for the next 15 years. You know what I mean? If you could get yep. the right one. Cornerstone guys. You had an opportunity to land two guys in this draft. You could have solidified your outside. Yep. And you didn't do it. I mean, you kind of. You, they went with uh, Thibodeau. It's, and there it, were plenty of edge rushes in the draft. I don't think you should have – I don't think they had to go with Thibodeau. No. I mean, and Thibodeau, I mean, don't get me wrong, coming in this year, a lot of people had him slated as the number one pick. It's something about him, and I, I'm not trying to pick on him or anything like that, but he already, to me, seems like a wide receiver. He has a diva kind of attitude to me. He just – I don't know if he's the guy that's going to be out there in the trenches getting it in. He just seems like he gonna be all, he's going to be a Hollywood guy. To me, and, and he wanted to go to New York too. He didn't care which team; he just wanted to be in New York. You know so what I mean? That, I just, you know, I don't want my D. My, <laughs> I want my DN acting like my wide receiver. They should have just go ahead and grab the guy from NC State with that first pick, and then come back and get the guy from Alabama. Uh, you could have had the, the outsides like solidified. They didn't have a bad draft at all, but I thought they could have done better when it comes to sewing up that offensive line. We had a couple of huge wide receiver trades, so. Both Mr. Hollywood Brown and A.J. Brown are both on new teams. I'm sure you guys have heard about this, but Hollywood Brown is now an Arizona Cardinal. A.J. Brown, once a Titan, is now a Philadelphia Eagle. So what do we do with this? I believe that A.J. Brown is kind of in a similar scenario as he was with the Titans. I think this changes a lot for Hollywood and, and not in a 
good way. Um, I kind of feel like Hollywood now, although he's on the team that passes the ball more, he's going to be more of an, not an afterthought. I don't want to label him as an afterthought, but if everyone on that team is healthy at the same time, I don't foresee him getting nearly as many targets. And A.J. Mm. Brown, I believe he makes the entire wide receiver core quite a bit better with the Eagles. The Eagles will now see Hurts as a true, sure enough, starting NFL caliber quarterback. Now that he has a guy that can just go up and get it, it'll be kind of in the same vein as we've seen Ryan Tannehill for the last couple of years, who in Miami wasn't really much to speak of. But as soon as he got to the Titans and actually had a couple of weapons that kind of made sense for his skill set, he then almost overnight became fantasy relevant and NFL relevant. That guy was about to lose his job until he switched teams. So I kind of believe that we're going to see a similar uh, situation as far as Jalen Hurts is concerned. Now that he has A.J. Brown as his number one and Devonta Smith as his number two, and the guy that they thought could be an overall number one Rager is now the third guy. So maybe that kind of helps out everybody, everyone who is, who wasn't capable of maximizing against harsher competition now has a little bit less competition. And the guy that didn't have any problem at all, no matter who his competition was, well, he's there to kind of take the feet from the fire of the quarterback and the other wide receivers. So I love what Philly did. They were very much aggressive. I'm not exactly sure what the hell Arizona is doing. They had plenty of wide receivers. I don't really see other than them trying to appease uh, Kyler Murray because, you know, when we think back to the college days, Kyler Murray and Hollywood kind of had a thing going. So it was just a pretty interesting move to me on both parts but uh, well firstly Raker he we want to be the third guy I mean you still have Quez Watkins there who's in front of him as well mm, yeah. So, yeah 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 forgot about Watkins he, he wanted to be third but let me ask you a quick question so who mm-hmm. do you think is better Hollywood or Christian Kirk uh I think Christian Kirk has more nuance to his game I think Hollywood is more of a one-trick pony type so better I would have to say the guy that can do more just because there are more opportunities in that type of a situation but they're almost a 1a 1b just different I honestly think we haven't seen Hollywood unlocked yet that could um, be the case too and, and he is well feel the same way he, he I think he liked him and Lamar real cool but he does feel like he's kind of like handcuffing that offense yeah um, the offense just didn't fit his skill set i think it's a great move i have him as a wide receiver too now okay he's definitely is, is he, that with the healthy hopkins or regardless well of course with hopkins you know I'm, I'm i'm thinking as hopkins is on the team okay gotcha um he should be a wide receiver too this guy's gonna stretch the field he, he should still be a thousand i think he could still clip a thousand yards this year i tell you what the same way you feel about let's say uh will fuller the, the year that will fuller had when he was with deshaun in Houston that last year, mm-hmm. I would say something like that. Maybe eight touchdowns, but maybe a little more yards. I think Will Fall only had like a little under 900. I think Hollywood can be right at 1,000 with maybe eight to nine touchdowns this year. So if you like those numbers, I think those are numbers that Hollywood could do. So I like the fit. It was a surprise to trade for a wide receiver with that high pick. But again, we're starting to see, you know, it's a copycat league. We're starting to see quarter people, uh, GMs trying to, attach these college quarterbacks to their wide receivers. They've seen it work out in Cincinnati. You start to see a lot of people trying to do it now. So they're going to attach Hollywood. Kyle been asking for him for a while now. He's going to stretch the field for Arizona. I, I like the move, actually. I think we're going to see a better Hollywood, if he can stay healthy, because he's another guy that get little tic-tac injuries, injuries here and there. The numbers A.J. Ramon putting up in a run-heavy team. Yep. 
You know I what I mean? Um, so if he can get a thousand yard seasons, double digit touchdowns in Tennessee, I think he can duplicate that same uh, thing in uh, Philadelphia. The quarterback is probably about the same. It's not a real big that, And that's how I look at it. <laughs> I, I mean, they're about the same, but then you have one that's a lot more athletic. So theoretically, that, that kind of should make it a little bit easier. And it's, and that it's funny that, think about it now, Tanner Hill is sneaky athletic. I mean, this guy was a wide receiver in college. Mm-hmm. People forget right. that. Like at A&M, he's a wide receiver at first. He didn't play quarterback to like what, his last two years in, in, in college. So let me ask you this. Do we see Tannehill taking a downturn? Because now oh, for sure. you got to hope that that rookie ends up being what, or at least comes close to what A.J. Brown was, and God forbid, Woods is still hurt. I definitely think Tannehill takes a, a turn for the, the worst because A.J. Brown, now you don't have a bailout. A.J. Right. Brown is one of those 50-50 guys that can bail you out, you know what I'm saying, on one-on-one coverage. He don't have that any, He don't have that anymore. Like, who is he going to do that with? I mean, yeah, you can hope and that these rookies are who they could be, but it's going to be run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, play action, and hopefully you can get something. But I definitely think this move hurts him a lot. We had another fifth-year option that was declined. This one kind of caught me by surprise because by all rights, I thought this guy had been kind of showing up throughout his first four years. But Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option was declined, which was followed by the Raiders drafting Zamir White from Georgia. And we'll kind of get into Zamir in the next segment as we talk about the placement of the rookies. But Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option being declined, normally for a running back, that pretty much means the writing is on the wall. Like, you're not going to be here next year. It's it's kind of stunning to me because Jacobs has been able to hold serve. He's been able to put up yards even when the team was deficient, when they didn't have the best as far as wide receivers were concerned. When they didn't have other, you know, options at running back, and it was kind of obvious what they were doing, they kind of ran a vanilla offense almost. I, I really don't understand what he's done to kind of bring this about, other than the fact that now that they're paying Devontae Adams, there's quite a bit of money out the door, and maybe they think that they wouldn't have been able to fulfill the contract that he is going to request. Yeah, so I was going to actually go into that. If I'm not mistaken, not only did they extend uh, Derek Carr as well, including Devontae. And they have a lot of impending free agents, so mm-hmm. I just think more or less is due diligence. They're already cutting close to the cap with less than $6 million this year. They're anticipated right as of right now to be somewhere around $38 million. So I think it's more or less a numbers game. It's a possibility they can resign him, but we already know what he does on the field so it's like more or less the player isn't really in question i just think injury wise that could be the only thing he's had like a few injuries here and there which haven't been as significant but we already seen with running backs as the year go on in this totality even if you haven't missed many games it does start to you start to regress naturally and zamir was a steal for them as well as having drake back there who looks to be every bit healthy as well real quick I don't, i'm not surprised at it and why only understand why anyone else should be I mean, where is this guy from? Uh, McDaniels. He's from the Belichick tree, right? True. We don't pay running Belichick, backs. Belichick go. got Damian Harris, 25 years old, and just drafted two other running backs. Like, yep. <laughs> so and Harris what, is on after this And year. you still have Ramondre Stevenson there and just drafted two more running backs. So why should anybody be surprised by this move? Is 
beyond me. I mean, it's out with the old in with the new when it comes to that running back. They feel like anybody can can play that position for him. So I'm not surprised by it at all. We had another running back that had a little bit more of a drastic change. Mike Davis was let go by Atlanta. So that kind of surprised me just because Atlanta doesn't have really much depth and Davis really wasn't getting paid with the upper echelon of running backs. So I'm not exactly sure. Who, does this mean Patterson is now going to be their their guy, or like what? What are they going to do at running back? Well, this move um, actually saved them 2.5 million dollars. It's not a lot of money, but it's still 2.5. I mean, they have Patterson, but did they just uh, got the guy Ty, Tyler? I'm not I'll mess his name up. Yep. Is it is Al, Alger or something like that? Something like that. That's pretty close. And they just don't forget they signed Damian Williams in the offseason as well. Yeah, Damian Williams is Davis. Okay. I got you. You know what I mean? So Mike Davis, I mean, he hasn't, he didn't produce last year from what they thought he was going to be. I mean, Cordell Patterson's really was surprised. I mean, he didn't. Yeah. Coming into the season last year, they didn't think this guy was going to be the guy at running back. You know what I mean? So not really surprised by the move. The production, I mean, it was not there. And this guy's 29 years old. So he's approaching that, that age where running backs are slowly getting out the league. So maybe some team will pick him up as a backup, but. I wouldn't be surprised if he sits for a while. It's speaking of New England running backs, it looks like James White is going to be good to go from the hip injury that he suffered on last year. So just another body in the in the fold in New England. He normally has a bit of a different job than most of the other running backs that are on the team. In PPR, he's always a value because he you know, normally puts up double-digit points. And you can literally wait until after the end of your draft in most cases. And um, just kind of pick them up as a fill-in, maybe a trade that you gave up the volume and got the value. And he kind of fills in a, a spot for you or something like that. But only in PPR and standard, he really doesn't have very much value at all. But um, looks like James White is going to be healthy. Now, I do have a question about another running back in Buffalo. The fact that Buffalo just drafted James Cook from Georgia, is the writing on the wall for Zach Moss? Is, is he going to end up with the same fate as Davis? Or do we think they're just going to try to have a true committee going or Moss is just going to end up at the ass end of the depth chart now? How, how's this going to work? In my opinion, I, I think you said it. It's kind of right on the wall as far as like Davis is concerned. I mean, I think this guy already is moved to like fourth on the depth chart with this move. Well, no, because Breeder, Breeder went to uh, Breeder went right. to the Giants oh. with Dabble. Okay, but check this out. You got James Cook. Mm -hmm. Right? That's two. They right. brought in Duke Johnson. That's three. Oh, I forgot yeah. about Duke. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely so right. now he's yeah, probably yeah. currently fourth on his depth You're chart. Right. Um, yeah. So I can see him definitely probably not making a June 1st. I think you start seeing a lot of these cuts and things like of that nature. I can see him being a, a casualty, a war when it comes to, uh, you know, making the team for sure. Because unless he's offering something on the special teams, which I'm not sure if he plays special teams. I, or I don't think he ever played special teams. Um, and they still have Taiwan Jones as well, who's a special teams guy. So they probably be fighting it off for that four spot if there is a four spot on this team. If they're yeah. going to carry that many running backs. But. With James Cook being drafted and Duke Johnson being bought in, I could definitely see him being a casualty. Sam Darnold, I don't know if he dodged the bullet or if he got shot and just didn't realize it and now he's slowly bleeding. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, I don't even know if Carolina knows at this point. Like, I, I think they're hoping for a true, honest-to-goodness competition and the cream rises to the top. Hmm. 
with that being said, I'm not exactly throwing my name in the ring with Carol. Uh, Car- is it Carol or Carell uh, from Ole Miss, the uh, the quarterback that they drafted? I'm not exactly really? sure if I have faith in him either. He's got some off the field things that he's dealing with supposedly the reason why he failed so far in the draft is he was dealing with some alcohol and depression issues and things like that off the field so wish him the best as far as real life is concerned for sure but as far as football is concerned and as far as fantasy football is concerned it kind of feels like carolina just got them another sam Darnold. i don't know i don't don't really feel like that move helped or hurt them just kind of gave them another warm body because they didn't want to pay cam newton again no, I definitely think it'd be a quarterback competition. I think it's Sam Donald's job to lose. Joe, I'm not sure what you think about it, but I think it's his job to lose. I mean, whoever plays better in camp would be the starter. Yeah, I definitely agree. Darnold has the kind of leg on everything, but like you said, it's going to be really, really, really close. I, I probably will look at him going into the season as a backup, but like you said, personal issues and everything else off the field. He's a great competitor, and he's, he's he has all the tangibles, too. I really mm-hmm. think he kind of open what they're looking to do with Carolina. Now, Joe, this one is specifically for you. Mm-hmm. It also kind of feels like Drew Locke kind of got out of that draft there, you know, unscathed, if you will. Right. I don't believe Seattle drafted a quarterback at all, did they? No, we did not. So does that now mean, since how Carolina did draft the quarterback, does that mean that Seattle is literally going to go into the season with Locke and Geno Smith? Or does this now make it more likely that your Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world are going to end up finding that as their first destination on their list of wanting to go to at this point? Yeah, I, I still think it's, it's Locke's job for this year. Again, maybe it's a personal bias. I just don't think it just doesn't make any sense for us to bring in Baker. We got somebody that's free that's gonna count against the league minimum this year somebody who like i said in so many words is he's to me already a decent quarterback but to his fault as well he also wasn't prepared for the, for many successes there in denver as far as coaching and everything else will it vary here i like walford opposed to what denver had under marone so i think he has a clear cut to see what he has i don't think it's a much of a sample size but again considering what's coming forward in 2023 those amazing talented quarterback we have the capital the draft capital to actually make a splash if he doesn't you know pan out this year um real quick you know Pete Carroll did come out and say Geno Smith is in the lead in the quarterback competition out of two guys oh wow but that being said I'm kind (laughs) of like how Joe just said like I really think these guys are kind of I don't want to say the word tanking it but everybody's looking forward to you. next year's draft. I feel I you. mean, you got some, some and they really, got the picks too. Yeah, you got some really good guys coming on the pipeline next year. So I can definitely see them saying, "Hey, let's kind of not really choke this season up. We're gonna play. We're gonna try to be competitive." But at the same time, we got our eyes on prizes that's coming out next year. Now, let me ask you this, Joe. If your team decides to give it the old college try, but with inferior talent, which makes it kind of obvious to anyone that's paying attention that they're tanking for whoever the hell is the you know top quarterback and then trying to get back into the swing of things after that, how do you feel as a football fan in that sort of a scenario? I think it's a misconception that we're tanking. To me, I think they went out and had a great draft as re- in regards to what it compares to our competition do we have a shot of making the playoffs slightly but I, you know i consider it's probably a non-game ball club but at the same time considering everything that's in place i think it's more retooling because next year we're going to come out 
have over 130 million in cap space. We're going to have all this liquidity as far as draft picks. So I don't call it tanking in the sense that we purposely want to uh, lose game, but we did go out and draft the right people and we did make fair more moves. Pete Carroll and Schneider knows that this is it. Like if they can't produce a, some type of promise or went close to a winning season, they're out. So they did make the moves necessary, even on defense side of ball, even to fortify the offensive line. What it translates to, because we all know how Seattle is, is fairly inconsistent. I, you know, we'll see. And that about wraps up your news. Let's go ahead and get into this rookie draft. <laughs> We're going to go through some of the rookies that ended up on teams that we think may end up being an an instant impact. And the first team up for me is Carolina. And it's not because of Corral coming in at quarterback. It's because of Iki Ekwawanu on the offensive line, which is one of the Achilles heels, if you will, for the Carolina Panthers. Um, I know that we're, we're kind of, you know, right in the scene of things. So we hear quite a bit about the Panthers being that, you know, we're in the state of South Carolina. But I know for sure that that was one of the main positions that they needed to address. And no one really kind of felt that that guy was going to be there when it when it came time for Carolina's pick. Do you guys feel like they knocked this out of the park? And we and as and actually we can go ahead and throw the New York Giants in there as well with Evan right. Neal um, at offensive tackle, two of the best O linemen on the board going to two of the teams that needed O line help the most. What do you guys think about these moves? That six and seven in the draft, I think it's a home run because <laughs> I mean the Panthers didn't have only they only had that one pick on day one. You know what I mean? So right, yeah. This this I mean regardless of position, a lot of people had this guy slated as the best player in the draft. I, I think it was a home run pick for me as far as Carolina. I agree. Icky, Icky was like he most of my drafts was going the first overall pick. He just brings a level of stability um, to that side of the ball. Um, considering what they need to do, that is that bodes really well. Cause Sam Darnold, he just you just put pressure on him, he just folded. So I, I think that was really good. And as far as Evan Neal, Evan Neal is touted as a, a great run blocker, but I think it's understated what he does in the pass game. I think you you really can move uh, Andrew Thomas over to the right tackle. I forget if he already was playing there already, and now you have a solid left tackle already in Neal, and he's gonna really help. Daniels as well. Similar thing with Daniels, you, you know, giving him for Daniel Jones, giving him a pocket. So that's what um, Evan Neal is going to provide. So I think both was was smart pick. Couple other needs were taken care of in the draft with the Atlanta Falcons finally getting a pass catcher in that of Drake London. Um, Drake London was the first wide receiver off the board. He was slated as being one of the more talented, although Garrett Wilson could kind of give him a run for his money as far as talent is concerned. He does have what you can't teach, which is size. So what what do we think about Drake London being the first wide receiver off the board? I like this pick. For that team or yeah. just in general? No, I like this pick for that team because okay. it was needed. They, they have absolutely no pass catches. Who was on the Falcons? Uh, what's the, <laughs> uh, uh, Ozaki? What is his name? I can't even. Um, the, I see it start with a Z or something like that. that that's, the only, that's the only one they had left at wide receiver. And he ain't right. much last year. So they got um, they had Alden Tate. You talking about Olam- Zacchaeus? There you go. That so, guy. I mean, this they got Demir Bird. I mean, this dude comes in. He's the number one wide receiver, the most talented receiver on the team. I mean, day one. I'm, I'm not sure how this thing going to look with uh, Mariota at quarterback. So that's still kind of 
tricky to see how that thing pans out. But and he came out unscathed. No real competition. I mean, Rit Ritter. I, I think he's going to take a little bit of time. I think Mariota already knows the system, which is why he was brought in with his old right. coach. Right. So that'll be interesting. Nah, but I love the move, man. Drake London, extremely talented. Probably put me in the mind of someone like a Van Jackson. Vincent Jackson used to play for the oh, Chargers, yeah. play for mm, the Bucks. Okay, he I got, got you. You know, so for, if you're familiar with Van, then that's who that's what you're getting in this guy. You kind of get like a, a Vincent Jackson style player. So I like them. I like, I like that. that. That's good too. I like that a lot. I think it was, it was a really good move. I think personally, especially considering what the Falcons needed, if the, I don't, you know, we'll never know if the opportunity presented itself. It'd been nice for them to kind of move back in the draft. Wide receiver is definitely a need, but they definitely were served to address the offensive line as well as looking to you know, get get some more draft picks. I think that would have been a good place to move back. But for the player they got, like you said, I think Vincent Jackson is a really good comp. You know, I was looking at him even as a Mike Evans kind of guy. Mm. Um, had his foot been healthy, I think he would have been the clear cut, you know, wide receiver one. But that foot injury kind of allowed the door to be open for Garrett Wilson. A few more players to throw out there to get your opinion on. We had Seattle that went with Charles Cross. Definitely yes. they needed a tackle. Um, we had the Jets scoop up Garrett Wilson, the New Orleans Saints scoop up Chris Olave. So the Ohio guys went back to back at 10 and 11. Then you had Jamison Williams go to Detroit at 12. So we had Seattle pick up Charles Cross, New York Jets pick up Garrett Wilson, New Orleans Saints, Chris Olave, Detroit Lions, Jamison Williams. What do you guys think about this? Seattle, they had no, no, who else is going to pick? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They had to address that. That issue, man. They so they definitely not out of part with that pick. There was no one to pick at that point, but cross. The Jets kind of surprising with the Jets picking another wide receiver. I mean, you have a wide receiver room with already Corey Davis. You just got Elijah Moore. They're talking up Denzel Mim saying he was looking better. I think that's a talk up for a trade. You still got Brett, you just signed uh Barrios. They got a lot of guys over there. I think another this one of them situations where I wish they would have probably traded back and try to get some old collateral. Just fill out the team a little more. You know what I'm saying? Um, I didn't think they had to take Garrett this early. It's cool. So he a great, he's a great addition. But I think they had a lot more needs they could have addressed, especially on the defensive side of the ball, where they could have got a little more, you know, uh picks. Uh Alave, I like the move there. Definitely another weapon for Jameis uh with Michael Thomas. Hopefully we see Michael Thomas being in Michael Thomas of old. But I do like that move as well for them. And the Lions, man, they, the Lions is a team that actually had a pretty good draft. They did. They really did. Uh, I think they stole Hutchison. I know a lot of people, in yeah. my eyes, I mean, the Jaguars, what are you doing, man? They doing Jaguars type things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, go ahead and get the guy. Get the guy with the high motor. You know what I'm saying? Get the guy that's compared to the Bosses of the world, the Watts of the world. You know, get that guy. Even though Walker, he has some talent, a lot of intangibles, but I'm going to get the guy that I see play, play well, you know, play better. With the Jamison move, I mean, they may have to wait on him. I'm not sure what's going on with the ACL. Actually, they said that he should be ready by time for camp. He should be okay. in camp. Cool. So they have a lot of weapons over there now for golf. I mean, they got Chark and they got right. Armand. You know what right. I mean? So this is a nice young core wide receivers over there. So I'm, I'm interested to see how it looks. You know what I'm saying? And but, they still got Hawkinson picked up his eye. Yeah. Eyes. So they, they got, got some, some young, pass catchers. Yeah, they got some young And talent. they got some running back. And they got a young running back. I mean, you still got Swift. You know what I mean? So it's, it feels like Detroit is finally building the right way. But let's see how they OC. Let's see what Ben Johnson does with that thing. You know, let's see how he puts it together. 
I, I liked all of these picks. Uh, Garrett Wilson, can't say it made sense, but it makes the most sense if depending on how they're looking at Wilson, not how we look at Wilson, but how they're looking at You don't give somebody this much fight. It's almost like Tua. You don't put this many weapons around somebody unless you think that your offense is going to be highly productive. We haven't seen it, so I'm, I'm always going to take a pause on that. Cross, we needed him best, of, but also, too, he was also somebody kind of slid. I thought he would go a little bit sooner. We get somebody that's going to do what we need to him to do. Also, philosophically, he's a great pass, good, good pass blocker, So, and he's he's a, he's a he's really nasty. He's a nasty blocker. I love people like him. He reminds me of the kid from Indianapolis. Like He's just a fucking bully amongst boys, you know. Um, Alave, I think Alave makes a ton of sense. Great weapon for Jameis. And then Williams, I honestly, uh, before I, I never had him on my board because I couldn't, I didn't want to take into account injury, but he's in that same conversation as London. Had he not been hurt, I think it's literally him and Drake London for who's the better wide receiver. Similar to Waddle to me in the sense that he's extremely fast, uh, extremely route savvy. If he can make a hundred percent recovery from his injury, I think he's going to be a huge surprise in this year. And it's asking a lot because he he injured it most recently. But he, he's 100%. He's definitely a huge sleeper to break out this year. The next couple guys up, we had the Houston Texans take on Kenyon Green at guard, which they definitely needed a little bit of O-line help. And as previously stated, those O-linemen kind of came off the board pretty quick. Um, you had the Washington Commanders then grab Jahan Dotson from Penn State. The Los Angeles Chargers got Zion Johnson, another guard. They picked up a center. Now they have a guard in this draft. They're trying to solidify that O-line for Herbert. So they're, they're trying to do things the right way for him. And then Tennessee picked up their A.J. Brown replacement with Traylon Burks out of Arkansas at wide receiver. And then I guess we'll go ahead and throw in the Saints also went ahead and picked up a tackle with Trevor Penning, who's another one of those big nasties. Kenyon Green, there was heavy concerns about him having knee injuries, but I'm surprised he went even earlier than that. But all things considered, like he's in that big nasty conversation. I guess we could say that about most of these offensive linemen because that was that was the main thing for this year's draft. Jahan Dotson, I feel like you're getting too many of the same receivers in the mm. sense where they already got Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Yep. You already got, you know, like if you got another Terry McLaurin, um, in a sense. Not saying that's bad on him, but I feel like it just doesn't make sense. You get somebody like Wentz, you probably think they would want a bigger receiver. Which um, which is it did and Burks was still on the board. So that that kind of threw me for a second there because like you said, Dotson and in Murray are are I mean, excuse me, and Scary Terry are two peas in the same pot. Having Burks on the other side of Scary Terry would have made that offense stupid. Like, like, and then then you already have the run game. You got a pretty decent defense if everybody comes to play like they did year before last, which with Riverboat Ron, I kind of believe once he has all his pieces, the defense will be the least of his worries. That's his kind of his side of the ball. But that was the first pick, as far as the commanders were concerned, that was the first pick that I looked at, like, and kind of gave it that, you know, that turning up the nose look like did, did, did you forget who else is still available like <laughs> and they could have went with hamilton the db because he went to the ravens if i'm not mistaken i would have went and got him the safety and then because you know they was playing hardball in the back and giving up over 350 yards close. now baltimore picked him up at 14 if i'm not mistaken yeah, the commanders got dotson at yeah. 16. Well, i would i would have got daxton hills you know i would address the safety position if not get a bigger receiver so i got burks 
Well, you drafted a position of need. In my personal opinion, <laughs> yeah, I think the commanders should have traded that pick and go back. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and, and get some more, you know, collateral. Like Joe said, you could have picked up Daxton. Maybe had another earlier pick and then go get the kid from North Dakota State or something and get a bigger wide receiver. Right. I don't like this pick for them because, like you said, too many of the same guys running around. The Texans, I mean, it's needed. Chargers is needed. But let's go back a little earlier. Texans, I think they made another mistake or earlier mistake in the draft, picking Stingley at number three. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Like, why do that? Yeah, in 2019, that would have been cool when he was the best corner in the, in the nation in 2019. But for the last couple of years, that hasn't been the story. So I think they made a mistake early in the draft with him, but they did make it up with this pick. Uh, and I guess the Titans, they just pick up what they gave away or what was yep. needed with Trey Lawrence. So I'm cool with that pick. That's how I felt, too. He He's a, a A.J. Brown-type wide receiver, and you're paying him pennies in comparison to what you would have had to pay A.J. Brown to keep his services and your one first team. So... You know, that that also tells me that they believe that Henry is ready to go yeah. because that this offense is going to lean heavily on him. And we need to keep that mm-hmm. in mind when we get back to redraft season. As far as mm-hmm. Dynasty is concerned, I'm not telling you to go out and get Henry. That's somebody's trying to have a fire sale. But in redraft, I think Henry is going to end up falling to a spot where he shouldn't value wise. But right. we'll kind of get into that, you know, in future shows. I just want to say about uh, Burks real quick. I think it's understated. Like, you know, as far as evaluations, a lot of people have him down from where he started at towards the end of the season. But he, to me, has a higher ceiling than A.J. Brown. So not only is he going to a run for his team and he's taking on the A.J. Brown role, if he were to pan out to where he would need to be or we would want him to be, he might have even more value than A.J. Brown. He's, you know, of course, you're going to have him, like I said, same skill set. But in the red zone, it is no question He's already a man amongst boys in the red zone. So he, I think that's going to carry over from the gate. It's just can he mature and expand his route tree and, I, you know, to fill in that void, to, you know, exceed expectations. So if he can do that, I'm not saying as far as redraft, I would get him in the earlier rounds. But he is somebody that you can take and he has the highest upside of this wide receivers group. I think everybody, we kind of have a firm idea. what. They- and he has guaranteed volume. And what do I always say? Volume is king. As long as he's healthy, he's going to get targets. So it, it'll be a matter of what he does with them. But based on the current wide receiver core and the, their best current wide receiver still recovering, being Robert Woods from his yeah. in-season injury last year. I mean, this guy is going to get all the target volume he can possibly handle. As we start to do our mock drafts for redraft and things of that nature, I will be interested in seeing where he's drafted, because I think he could be one of those wide receivers that if you go other positions a little earlier, you'll still be able to get quite a bit of value with this guy a little bit later on. Yeah, the guy Trey on the line real quick, he got some Debo in him. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, he's, he's got some dude, uh, Jamar Chase, you know, that that yak, you know, run at the catch ability. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't be gadget. You know, he's he had that versatility, but he's a lot more physical. You know what I'm saying? The your typical gadget guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they they can I mean, with you already having someone like uh um Henry. So you have someone like a Henry, this guy you can sprinkle in there a little bit as well. And, and if they offensive coordinator can get a little, you know what I'm saying, jazzy with the play calling, man, they can really have something special with this guy. Our next few guys up, the Pittsburgh Steelers at pick twenty took the first quarterback off the board. That was one Mr. Kenny Pickett. 
Um, and then the next offensive pitch was Dallas with Tyler Smith, who's an old lineman, followed by Baltimore getting Tyler Linderbaum at center after mm-hmm. trading back, I think, a couple of times, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, and then the <laughs> – let me take a deep breath. <clears throat> then the pick that pissed me off the most in the entire draft night, New England Patriots picking Cole <laughs> Strange, that offensive guard at pick 29, and he could goodness gracious. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. But mm-hmm. of these guys, um, I mean, sheesh, Kenny Pickett coming off the board first. I mean, I think they kind of fell in love with the hometown guy. They wanted to make sure they didn't let their, with all things being equal, I think they had a couple of quarterbacks kind of, you know, in the same vein in their opinion. But if Kenny Pickett was there, he was going to be the guy because he's a Pittsburgh guy through and through. Um, They needed a quarterback. He was the most uh, NFL ready, if you will, at the moment. And for what they do in Pittsburgh, he fits the bill you don't really need to win the games. The defense is going to win the games, but you just need to be able to score, you know, in those times and opportunities where the defense didn't quite hold up as much as they normally do. So, I mean, I, I think he kind of made sense for them at that pick. Dallas is trying to bring back some of that luster to their O-line. That was a pick <laughs> of necessity with Tyler Smith. Baltimore, I believe, got a O-lineman the same caliber as a Tyler Smith and as a couple of the guys that we mentioned earlier, like a Trevor Penning. I think they got the same caliber type guy, but they they were able to move back a couple of times. Between moving back here and then the capital that they got for moving on from Hollywood, they were really able to do themselves some favors in this draft, especially as far as defense is concerned. I think people kind of forget how good Baltimore is based on all the injuries that they had last year, but that defense is going to be crazy. And if they can just do anything on offense, just the running game that they should get between their quarterback and their starting running back, this team is going to going to have something to say about that AFC. And then, you know, Cole Strange. I mean, I believe that Bill Belichick knows what he's doing as far as the talent of this gentleman is concerned. But I also believe that no one else would have picked this guy until probably early in the third round. So why not move back or use your second round pick to get him or something like like it? It just didn't make sense to get this guy in the first round unless, unless he feels that this guy has the opportunity to be so good that he wanted to have that fifth-year option out there. And he didn't see any other players that kind of deserved that fifth-year option, you know, should they work out the way they had it on the board. That's the only thing that I can come up with that makes this guy a first-round pick. But well, the Patriots traded back to this pick, which is funny, with the Chiefs at 21. Right. The Steelers pick, I was kind of surprised by it. I mean, uh, I know quarterback was something they wanted to address. But going into the draft, everybody was laying, screaming, Malik Willis, Malik Willis, Malik Willis. So, I mean, they got the quarterback they wanted. They they had a real interesting draft to me. They draft a lot of offensive players. I mean, ton of wide receivers. I'm not sure. They must be running the same offense the Cardinals running this year. Apparently. Um, with all the wide receivers <laughs> they're picking. But um, um, the Ravens, I love their draft choice here. Um, I thought it was something that was needed with Tyler. The Cowboys, again, somebody gets somebody. In. This Tyler Smith pick. Look here, man. If you're leading the league or one of the top guys in college 
offensive holder. Well, damn it, you're gonna be one what of the worst guys in the NFL. <laughs> what you gonna do when there's real talent on the field? Right. When you got Aaron Donald in front of you, or you got Fletcher, uh, Fletcher Cox in front of you, you are you gonna be still holding? Holding. Or all of a sudden you're gonna just be holding this, on for dear life. You're gonna be pancaking these guys. No, no, you're gonna be holding. So I don't like that pick for them. I guess this is a, another situation where this, you could have traded back, give it this choice, and maybe they could have get you know one of these other guys later. But Tyler Smith, I thought that was a little early for him. Like I said, I don't. I, I'm not a fan of any guy that's leading. That's one of the top guys in holding in college. I, I'm just not a fan of it. He has some talent, but when all else fails, this guy holds. Like when he can't figure it out, he just holds. And I don't like that. Maybe something they can teach and get him off of that. Maybe. The Cole Strange pick is interesting because he was saying a lot of uh, experts had him as a third-round selection. The, everybody seen the clip with the Rams, McVay. They was laughing about it. But then there was a video of the 49ers. Shanahan was like, they had this guy as a first-round pick as well. So I guess it depends on how you look at football and your mindset of it. Um, but we've seen Bill Belichick over the last some odd seasons haven't been really good at making draft choices. At all. Um, especially early you know, first one. He can, he can get some guys late, but the early ones, he just right. strikes yeah. out. You know, he just don't take the best talent on board. He just, he takes that same, I can take this fifth round guy and make him a pro bowler mentality in the first round. I don't think you should do that. I think what he did was he, he made a safe pick in his estimation. He he didn't get the guy that should have been picked at 29, but he got a guy that won't be a bust. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree with that same sentiment. Um, just going through it uh, with Pickett, uh, going to the Steelers, it was a lot of smoke and mirrors from the Pittsburgh organization having obviously everybody in attendance for the Liberty Pro Day, obviously taking Willis to dinner, comps of not even the comps, but the conversation to where the coach was just saying like, oh, you know, I love Willis. And so everybody just thinking Willis, 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 but to your point, but uh, Pickett is a great play. Um, year round, I'm not gonna personally look for him, but it's not to say that he won't be a good quarterback in dynasty. It's, it's a small distinction, but in a sense, I think he does come into this offense and he does have a bowl of weapons. And like I said in a prior show, he had Addison, which is gonna be the next great wide receiver. Like how we just talked about Jamar Chase, and we was all over Chase. That's Addison. So you go into a team where you have Deontay Johnson, which is exactly Addison, but at an NFL level. Um, that bodes well for Deontay. I think he's going to get everybody involved from Calvin uh, over to Pickens. And the reason why they went and got receivers, they lost James Washington and Ray Ray McLeod. So I think they're just filling in the team. Um, and also, too, like they, they're going to get everybody the ball. I think Canada, um, kind of, I think he was like, he got the, like they fired the offensive coordinator and then he became the guy. Then he started running with it. Um, I think I like their offense. I think it's going to bode well for everybody. Uh, Cowboys, like we said, we just they just draft uh, dress need. Uh, Linderbaum, I like that one to the Ravens a lot. Um, he doesn't get a lot of talk because obviously the talk was the guards and the tackles of the draft. But I think this is a good person that can communicate to the offensive line, get them in the right uh, situations, the right protections. So I really like that. And then Cole Strange, to your point, is just I think if you were looking for him in the second round, he's going to be gone. Somebody's going to trade up early for, uh, second round. So go get a, a first-round talent early on. Do I think they could address it a lot of different uh, needs? Most definitely. But I'm no stranger to, you know, somebody getting the contrarian pick. That's all the Seattle used to do until we light a fire under the ass. And now this is when the draft started to get sexy in the second round. Oh, yeah. We got mm -hmm. Green Bay picking Christian Watson at wide receiver. 
The New York Giants at pick 36 picked up Brees Hall at running back. Then you had the Seattle Seahawks at 41 pick up Kenneth Walker the third at running back. And I think we'll we'll end that 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 grouping right there. Th- these might be some of the most fantasy relevant guys going into next year. I think Christian Watson is one that sticks out for sure. Um because he might walk into the building as the wide receiver one of on his team. Yep. Um I definitely want to see how the talent, I mean, playing at North Dakota State, let's see if the talent is different. He's going to be playing against in the league now. You probably won't see a, a big difference on the field or notice a real thing until late in the season. Because, you know, with, with, with Rodgers, man, he's a different kind of guy. It's all about chemistry and things like that. I think it might take a while for him to, to get that down. So I guess it depends on how fast they get their chemistry down, Pat, whether he trusts them. Because if Rodgers don't trust you, you're not throwing you the ball. It's just what it is. So hopefully they can get that down, Pat. I love that pick for them. Uh, he's been begging the drum for a wide receiver forever, so finally got him one. The Brees Hall pick, great pick, probably the best running back in the draft. Strange, though, by the Jets. I was thinking maybe the Bills would take this pick earlier, first round. Um, but for the Jets to take him when they just came off Michael Carter, who did show some promise last year, interesting. I guess they want a one-two punch, so I guess I'm cool with that. Um, but that's a great choice for them. I think it's going to be ideal for that scheme that they're running, that zone running scheme. So that's a that's a great pick for the Jets. Now the Kenny Wait a Wall- minute, you just brought up something. Yeah. So you're a Shanahan, not a Shanahan disciple, but a, very much pay attention to what the Shanahans have done over the years. But right. one reason is because you're a 49er fan and he's the coach right. there now. So your opinion, prototypical back for that zone? And- yeah, this, this guy, he – Man, this dude could be one of those ones now. Don't get it twisted. I'm not sure what that split going to look like, but don't be surprised if in the, when the fantasy season is all said and done, this dude is hanging around the top. I mean, you got LaFleur there calling the plays. Like, this could get interesting. But, I mean, if he was by himself, I'd feel a whole lot better about him. But with Michael Carter being there, they're probably going to, you know, chop it down a little bit. But this, I think he's an ideal fit for it, for sure. Because I mean, I've the, seen guys that aren't ideal fits put up numbers in that scheme. So that's that's what I'm asking. Nah, when 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 they when they pick, trust me, guys that's running this this system, when they got a running back, they got them. They know what they got. Like <laughs> the ones you don't see that fit is the ones that just um, was inherited in the system when they got there. But when they drafting them, for the most mm-hmm. part, it's a great fit, and especially to pick one this high because this is a first round caliber talent. He just happened to fall to the second round. Even Joey he alluded to earlier in the in the earlier podcast, like his vision unparalleled. Like he one of those super talented, so he can do very well. I think this is going to be a guy that people draft early in their drafts as well. Probably one of the first rookies you will see drafted in drafts. Right. Oh, He'd yeah. probably be the very first rookie you will see that'll get picked over those wide receivers and all. He should be. <laughs> the Walker selection, uh, I don't know because Penny was playing well. He's got a little bag, and I just don't think Kenny Walker going to see the field only on third downs. He got to work on his pass protection. He's not a good pass protector, and if you can't pass protect, you can't get on the field. And that's the thing me and you was chatting about a little bit in the in the uh, in the fantasy group. Um, so his weaknesses is that he can't pass protect. He's not a good catcher of the ball in the backfield. So I'm trying to figure out like I mean he's extremely fast, but in the NFL you don't want to be predictable. Again, it kind of goes back to pass protection. Darwin Thompson, I think it was for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm, okay, he was a, a guy that was you know talented, can run the ball, but he can't pass protect, and that's why he 
you see him just keep falling and falling and falling further down the depth chart. You know what I'm saying? If you can't do that, you you come predictable for defenses. They know you're going to run the ball. You know what I'm saying? And if you pass it, they know you're not sitting back there. Like just, so I, I'm not sure about the Kenny Walker. I like him as a talent, but I'm not sure. I think Seattle could have did it on another route. I mean, Joe, it's Joe's team, so maybe he, you know, feel a different way about it. But I didn't quite understand that pick for them. I thought they could have went another route. I think they have so many things to address in, in the, on their team. And, hell, you could address the quarterback position right there. Why didn't you pick Willis? I mean, he was still, <laughs> you know what I mean? Willis was still available at that pick. <laughs> They had the eighth pick and the ninth pick in the second round. So they got the defensive lineman from Minnesota, and then they came back got Kenny Walker. So, I mean, Joe, what you think about it, bro? For me, honestly, when we was at that pick, I'm looking at Andrew Booth sitting there that went to Minnesota to pick after, and I thought that would make complete and utter sense. Meaning that, you know, we have nobody in the secondary as far as DB is concerned. That would have been a good guy to get. We did get one mm-hmm. later, but that, that's needless to say. Um, what? Uh, let me just start from Christian Watson real quick. I think Christian Watson, he's either going to be MVS or he could live to what Christian – I mean, to what Claypool could have been. The reason why I say that is is that, I like to your point, the pressure to me isn't on the kid because in North Dakota, they run the ball. That's all they do. So for him to put up the numbers that he did, considering what kind of offense he was in, that kind of piques my interest. But again, like you said, small school kind of thing. But he has all the physical tools. Like you said, 6'4", 208, ran a four three six. If you know, But you have to work with these kids. We're seeing like with golf to St. Brown. We're seeing now with Russell to Sutton, what Russell did with Metcalf. If you're not even with Waddle, uh, uh, Tyreek, and Tua right now, they want the lab together to make this work because he has tremendous upside is he raw yes but what you're going to ask him to do in the offense to begin with fits his skill set but to maximize that potential and to actually make a number one receiver it's on it's on a ride they got you they got you the one of the most inter- intriguing uh prospects so that's that with him uh, as far as year round i wouldn't be looking to him in year round like you said unless you went you catered to all the other positions you draft the wide receiver super early got you know knocked those out and you came back to him in the much later rounds. Uh, Brees Hall, just like hey, I said. Hey, real quick, Joe, before you move on real quick, let me ask something. I got you. One of the, one of the things I do love about this kid, since you're on Watson, you know he had like the second highest spark test? Yeah. You know how I feel about those. You know how I feel about spark tests. So, oh, yeah. Man, he's a great He's a freak. That's like free. either he gonna be MVS or he can be yeah. what Claypool was supposed to be. That was supposed and, to be Mapletron, you know what yeah. I mean? And I think Zay, and I think that I think he's only finished second to Megatron. Yeah. Oh wow. So Oh, you you talking second ever. Yeah, ever. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, for okay. wide receiver on the spark. And let's All not right. forget Megatron yeah. came from out of Georgia Tech in a run offense. That's a fact. Not, I ain't trying to put them together. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. But Brees Hall, talk, we talking about Spark School, we got to go to Brees Hall. This is He's one of the ones, man. Like, I'm going to go ahead and say Jonathan Taylor as is. And if you look mm. at all the comps and I, I put it in you know, our drafting, this guy, I think I love Michael Carter. I, yes, yeah, I said it so many times on the show, I thought he had that Kamara to him. But again, he doesn't take anything to the house. He's relatively slow. He's going to be well in the NFL. But I see why you get Brees Hall, who's going to take it to the house. We done seen how Jonathan Taylor did it. And this kid has the moxie, the personality, the character to want to be the best back. He already said it was the best back. And I think he fits that. He fits, like you said, that zone scheme. He's, if he gets any daylight, it is over. And that mm. says a lot. It doesn't matter if it's eight people, 
it don't matter who it is. Similar to Jonathan Taylor, he's going to do the job. And obviously, he bowled well with a 4-3-40 to do it. Kenneth Walker was tough. Like I said, I understand why we did it. But I feel like you're getting Rashard Penny all over again. But this guy is just, he's fucking physical. I think yeah, that's man. what the main thing, the difference is. This motherfucker likes contact. He enjoys it. He wants to deliver it. And then when he's done, you know, doing it in the middle and in the gut and, through, you know, through power, He's gonna catch it out the backfield and he's gonna give you a ton of that too. And he loves he loves the end zone. So I think his plan is with him is that he's gonna come into there as the you know running back one. It's up to his talents at that point, but he's not left with a lot because of the quarterback situation. So that's the only hindrance on me taking him as far as uh as far as year round. This next group, we had the New York Giants draft Wendell Robinson at wide receiver we had the new england patriots draft the fastest wide receiver in the draft taekwon thornton from baylor we had the pittsburgh steelers draft george pickens from georgia at wide receiver and the indianapolis Colts drafted alec pierce at wide receiver and we'll end this group with kansas city at pick 54 drafting sky Moore at wide receiver what do you guys got for me in this group uh, i wasn't happy with it <laughs> I think the Giants won Dale Robinson. Do something else with that pick, man. I think they have so many holes in this team. And wide receivers I, I, can, just, I can agree with that. Wide receivers yeah. just ain't the one you need to fulfill at the moment. You're still holding on to Tony. I don't know if you're going to trade him. Still holding to Slayton. I don't know if you're going to trade him. They were saying Shepard may even be moved. I'm not sure you're going to do with him. Like, I just think they have so many wide receivers. And just to add another one this early, I didn't think it makes sense. Taquan Thornton. This dude may be the fastest. But he don't play the fastest. If you look at the tape, he doesn't play the speed he say, they say he is. That's the difference between like a Tiger Hill and some of these other guys, John Rosses and things of that nature. Yeah, they really all run four twos, but who actually look like a four two with pads on? And when you look at Taquan Thornton's tape, he doesn't play fast. Does that make sense? I'm not, you're not, when I go to a game and you say, hey, I'm not going to tell you what number the guy is, but it's a guy here that runs a four two. I'm supposed to know which guy it is by watching the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was, oh, it's, a, it's number 84. Got to be. But when you watch a Baylor game, he doesn't jump off the film. He doesn't jump off the screen for me. You know, he just doesn't play at that speed. So, again, I think the Patriots could have made another move at this position. I mean, they just bought in a couple wide receivers. And, like, you're just gathering more guys. I don't like the pick for them as well. Sky Moore, I don't like the pick as well. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be – I mean, I just think there's so much. Like, what are you trying to do? Do you just pick another McCole Hartman? That's the and that that was the first thing that came to mind when like, it, yeah that's like the first thing that came another to mind. McCole Hardman so what's going on here and and the crazy thing about the Steelers had, the, the Chiefs made some really great selections in this in this draft they had a really good draft but this particular one I just thought they just again like we talked about um and with 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 Dotson and um and uh, Scary Terry you getting the same guys all over again so I just think it was something that. You didn't have really had to address at that point. So these guys are talented guys, but for the team, for the fits, I'm just not fans of the team that they landed on, to be honest with you. Yeah, so starting off with uh, Wondell, actually, <clears throat> with most of these, I'm going to actually say I like Wondell and Sky more the most. Going into Wondell, like, I think you get a guy like this guy, if you don't think Tooney's coming back. Uh, reason being is, obviously, aside from speed, all his other measurables, he actually caught 104 passes for over 1,300 yards and seven touchdowns. He's highly versatile, just like you said, end of rounds, uh, rep, all types of concepts or routes. And he really is really well-developed to go into a smaller program. 
in Kentucky. I got to check the depth chart for the Giants. But depending on who's there, you're just looking at somebody who can really uh, be a contributor. And honestly, I think it just bodes well for Tooney possibly being a doghouse. You don't spend a second-round pick on Wondell because he has more skill sets than Tooney, and he's more mature of a route runner and more experienced at that position uh, other than Tooney. Uh, Thornton, uh, mm, I, I'm in the middle <laughs> I'm in the middle with that one. I think you get something like that because you have too many of the same guy. I think he obviously he's obviously the fastest person. I think Aguilar team. about to get cut, to be honest. Yeah, Aguilar you. might be out the fucking <laughs> he out. Um, and they still I, calling him the kill. I I like it. I like his I like his he production. Was going too. That was I'm, I'm surprised when he take like a 56 round pick for him. Yeah, with Tyquan Thornton, I like his production come out of Baylor, believe it or not. But to me, I just think he in most cases, it's either he caught something short to intermediate and he was brought down just to move the chains or he just blew past everybody and scored a touchdown. It was either or, but if somebody had great coverage skills, he he disappeared, he vanished. So that's one thing that I didn't like for him. Pickens to the Steelers, I don't know why they went receiver. I mean, especially the, his skill set. He Because Claypool is out the door? Yep. If Claypool out the door, then you got his best replacement, and this motherfucker is a dog. This he's very he's very tenacious, a competitor, um, very highly aggressive. He does everything well. Had he not gotten hurt, I I really think he would have been in conversation as a even. So to let, me, let me ask y'all something: If Claypool's out the door, why didn't they trade him on draft day? Like, where is like, he going? It, all of them can't be on the field, and you got a duplicate receiver. So it, he can't take over Deontay Johnson's spot. I mean, he's going to start. Can, can, they're going to start. Yeah, he's going to play the can slot. Can they put him in the slot? Okay. Yeah, he's, he's going to play the slot. I, I don't think Claypool's going anywhere. I mean, I think they should have moved. And then they pick up another couple of receivers. They, they picked Calvin up Calvin Austin. Yeah. <laughs> and, they just, and they signed Miles Boykin from the Baltimore Ravens. Remember, they picked yeah. him up. Yeah. They got a lot. And they still receivers. got Anthony Miller on their team. So it's like, what the hell y'all doing? Y'all playing? Y'all got the Cardinals on? Y'all doing what they doing? Like, Speaking of the out. Cardinals, you got Trey McBride at tight end, who's supposed to be the best tight end out there uh, this year. He went to the Arizona Cardinals, so uh, more mouths to feed out that way. You had the Buffalo Bills pick up James Cook, who's the little mm. brother of Dalvin Cook from Georgia, and I may miss this guy's name, uh, Velos Jones Jr., wide receiver going to Chicago, going to the uh, Chicago Bears. He's out of Tennessee. We had uh, Jelani Woods, who's the behemoth out of Virginia. He went to the Indianapolis Colts. So now they kind of have like twin towers at tight ends. And to round it out, we had Desmond Ritter at quarterback. But those are third round picks, right? Yeah, yeah, those, those are okay. third-round picks. Um, and then you had Greg uh, DeLucci. I do, do want to make mention of uh, DeLucci going to Denver. And the reason I want to make mention of that is because he can't block almost at all. So that means that Albert O is going to be most likely the inline tight end, and this guy is going to be the pass-catching tight end. So some of the high hopes that we may have had as Albert O being kind of a, a dark horse, you know, back in tight end. I think he's going to be blocking more often than not now with this being their number two guy. And then obviously we want to make mention of Malik Willis going to Tennessee as well. And that's vitally of importance because right now, Ryan Tannehill is giving the front office his ass to kiss. I mean, not she didn't show up to the voluntary camp. Uh, I think he wants an extension, a little bit more money, whatever the case may be. But regardless of the fact that he fell in the draft, he's number two on the depth chart in a tumultuous situation. So we have a few guys there to kind of round it out. 
what do you guys have there? Well, I'm only going to speak on like three of these guys. Um, Connors McBride, I mean, he's just a guy in the wings. I mean, he's Tyler Hurts. I mean, I mean, you still have Hurts there. I mean, who's going to be the guy. And then I don't put too much stock in tight ends anyway. First year, you know, those guys, it takes tight ends like the hardest position to transition from college to pros. Right. You know, you, you hardly ever see a tight end comes in and he's just that guy, you know, year one. It's usually a learning curve. The Bills, I know they got a need with the running back with James Cook, and I know he's Dalvin's little brother or whatever. But, yo, I never was a fan of James Cook. I don't like him. I just never liked him. Like, when I watched him games with him, he didn't – he's just Dalvin's brother. He's not <laughs> Dalvin. You know what I'm saying? And he's a he's a guy he – he's a good, maybe a good third down back. If they felt that they needed that, man, go get Brees Hall with that first pick. <laughs> And then come back and do some other shit in the second rounds, which you yeah, did. basically, yeah. Whatever everybody was mocking you to do, you should have did it. But you want to be, uh, y'all don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something different. Sometimes, and I think that's the thing with a lot of these teams, like they want to prove to other people, y'all don't know my moves, and you end up, you know, screwing yourself. If you don't come back and take a running back in the second, you should have just go ahead and took Brees with the first. Like, but hey, whatever. And the tight end, Jelani Woods. Cool. I still think uh, the big boy will still be the guy. Mo Alec Cox. Yeah, I still think he'll be the guy. He's going to get a little more run now that uh, Doyle was not there. And I still think Albert O was still that guy. Um, from what I've been reading, they say they want to use him as a hybrid. This guy's very athletic, versatile. So he's going to be lined up at wide receiver as well. Mm, okay. So, and again, like I said about rookie tight ends, I'm not really worried about him. I still think you should take Albert O late. If you're going zero tight end in your draft, I think he's going to be extreme value at the end of your draft if you can get him. But they said they want to move this guy around a whole lot. So I'm not um, afraid of uh, Denver picking this guy. He's no threat. I'm going to try to run through these quick, too. But I did want to go back and touch on the Colts and the uh, Sky Moore pick. Uh, Alec Pierce is a great wide receiver. I, um, I don't see that translating to his first year in the NFL. But I just wanted to bring that in conversation in case somebody is looking for maybe a fourth or fifth receiver in year round. But he is a great dynasty stash because of his upside. I love Sky more. The more I digged into him, he's highly versatile. But to your point, as far as size and stature, he just fits where everybody else is currently. But he's highly explosive. Um, in college, he had 95 receptions for nearly 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. So he's a great producer, not at just the deep routes, but intermediate and the short route. And he definitely got the speed to, to be a contributor. So I would look into him for people who are year-round and even in Dynasty because a lot of people don't know that about him, but he catches a lot of passes at all levels of the, uh, the field. So keep an eye out on Sky Moore. Trey McBride, love Trey McBride. I'm so mad something happened technically where I didn't get him. <laughs> but I like him, Like, but to Fender's point, you don't really see much out of tight ends year one. But he's one of those rare cases where I feel like Zach Ertz kind of got himself screwed where it's like you got a gutter all over him. This, guy, this kid is highly productive, a great route runner, and he loves to block. So that's that's going to bode well for him. Didn't care for James Cook. Again, in our program, we ran three running back, him, Hutchison, and uh, Zamir. And Zamir is clearly, I think, above all of them. I don't understand why he wasn't utilized a lot. But James can block relatively well. He's a great receiver out of the backfield. But, again, to Vanda's point, if he was looking to get a running back, should have took the best one at 25 and called it a done deal. Jelani, we already know, 6'7", same as he's, he's Cox's cousin. 
the same height, same tangibles in the red zone. Desmond Ritter to the Falcons is one that I'm most infectious about and one that I like a lot. He had over almost he had almost close to 50 starts. And obviously he won the most games in FBS history. I gotta keep pointing that out. I feel like you get Mariota all over again as a rookie, but this kid is a uh, highly intelligent, high football um, IQ. And obviously, I think that's going to be a nice battle into the training camp because he could come out as they want started, depending on how that goes. Won't talk about Delucci because he's good, but I think Albert O and him are highly similar. Uh, this kid just knows how to stretch the field and get vertical. I really see why they got him. Uh, I think he's already like uh, as far as the system, he's already uh, very from similar to what Albert O can do, just not as fast. Um, Malik Willis is the most intriguing one because we all talked about him and we all, you know, most people touted him as a first round talent because of his upside and his ceiling, but make no mistake about it. He is rolling certain aspects, especially going into that division where you're going to play the Browns. No, he played into Tennessee. My bad. He got yeah. saved. Oh my gosh. <laughs> For this division, I think he can fare really well with his skill sets because he's not going to be that much heap of trouble. I just question how he'll assimilate to the NFL only in the sense that it was a right system to right player kind of guy. And I don't think with Tennessee and how their offense is currently built, they can play well to his development as a quarterback. Um, but if you ask him to do a few things and kind of expand upon that as he developed, because some of the throws he did in college that he completed, those is pick sixes. And so I, I, I would like to caution people. I would like to see him be developed because as he stands now, he wasn't asked to make a lot of progressions or read in the system. And he actually foregoes some of those those simple concepts as check down, you know, first down. And he ran with the ball before he even looked at his progression. So raw, but has a tremendous ceiling. I like to read the show with that with Malik. Do you think they'll have some packages uh, for him early on? Yeah, man, I think, you know, similar to what they did with um, with the Ravens, you have to kind of get this guy some RPOs. You got to let him kind of be able to do, you know, things that fit his skill set to be highly successful. And I think you got to kind of give him one side of the field, which is unfortunate. But again, like I, I looking at him, he kind of like said he forgoes the first down check down philosophy. And I think he just gets erratic too soon. And just trust him. But he was asked to do that because he had nobody at Liberty. I want to say that about that, too. I don't want nobody to get it twisted. At Liberty, he didn't have nobody, so he had to think like that. But I just want to see how that extrapolates to the NFL. But they're going to have to meet him at the running part of his game. He's not as a tremendous runner as Lamar, but he could be like Jalen Hurts on the other hand as far as his running ability. And that about wraps up this show. Next week, we are going to start our division-by-division tackling all 32 teams as we enter into the dog days of summer we're going to get you through making sure that we keep in mind where each team stands as far as the fantasy world is concerned we'll let you know where your values are going to be we'll let you know where your deep sleepers are going to be as we tackle each division i believe we're probably going to start with the afc west next week which that division is going to house some of the most prolific and important fantasy players. So we'll go ahead and start there on next week. Make sure you tune in. It's going to be a phenomenal show. Outside of that, any last words, gentlemen? Just thanks for all the listeners, uh, the people that's been sticking with us from the from the beginning. And uh, thank you to all the new listeners that we've gained the last 30 days. Definitely appreciate it. Keep tuning Absolutely. in. We're going to help you get your win in your league. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the message right there. 
that wraps it up. We out.